school really is a place where you get to plug into a different version of reality that either empowers you or disempowers you. And I think when we have great storytelling at school, it empowers us to come back home and be these um, lights that shine even brighter than, you know, the morning when, before we went to school. So I think yeah. school has a huge impact on the development of humans and, um, you know, following the development of these characters and also following the development of AI and gamifications. Do you maybe see that in the future of chemistry learning, people would actually choose a character where they get to play that character and that becomes part of the learning process? Yes, definitely. I, I That is a dream of mine. I have a, a, a lots of dreams with these characters. I would love for a, a child to say, you know, I would like to be one of the psychedelic sulfurs and see what it's like to be a psychedelic sulfur and be singing a duet with cadmium and watch yellow come back in, into the world, the color yellow. Yeah, I love that idea of using AI and virtual reality and augmented reality and allowing um, a student to become a character and experience the world through that element. And I have other characters that are molecules. So through that molecule or through that element, I think that would just be so cool and so powerful. How have you seen the gamification at schools at the moment and the application of AI? Because, you know, a lot of big platforms are talking about it, but are we close to it, to adopting it, or are we a long way from it, from having that in the classroom? I'm really fuzzy on where that is right now. Um, for right now, I've, I'm in classrooms uh, with the comic books right now in fourth and fifth grade classrooms. And we're using, we've kind of taken the pendulum swing the other way. I feel like until the AI and all of that is dialed in, the imagination is the next best thing, right? So I think the computer screen, even with three-dimensional animation, is the worst of those two worlds. I think we're either in our minds and our imaginations or we've got a fully developed equivalent experience of that in AI. And I think right now we're kind of in this mediocrity with you know a digital age. And I think the digital age for me, what I'm trying to accomplish is a dark age. So right now I'm resisting um, anything until it's great. And then when it's great, I want to launch, you know, all the AI, virtual reality, all of that with these characters. But until then, these characters survive better in a child's imagination than they do anyplace else. Have you heard any ideas from your students about the development of these characters and where you can take those stories? Oh, sure. Yeah. They're always asking me questions and wondering about things. And um, I love hearing their different iterations. And we have um, many more comic books planned. And sometimes I'll listen to them and, and they'll say, Dr. Kelly, do they ever go to Egypt? I'm <laughs> like, well, they might. <laughs> so they love the global aspect of the comic books because they travel all over the world and through time. And so, and that's an age old theme in children's literature. And that has, that's everything that I write is timeless because it's based on literature that is timeless. Um, so 1927, or yeah, I'm sorry, 1727 Pirates of the Caribbean, that's been around forever. Everybody loves a good pirate story. So we have a great pirate story. You know, we have a rock concert, which is, seems to be music seems to be a timeless theme. We have, 
other things that are, you know, the, something, a, a specific time in history, the Radium Girls, that's happened in the 1920s. And that will always be a pivotal part in chemistry history. So I think I try to pick things that I know will survive and they can evolve into AI in different formats, but the storytelling itself is, is like the folklore of, you know, from our ancients. Yeah. And even looking at the characters, they're very authentic and they have different colors, different shapes, different forms. And when you think about every human on planet Earth, we're the same. We each yeah. have different colors. We each have different figures and sizes and our voices sometimes are loud. Sometimes they're small. Sometimes, you know, we can sing with beautiful voices. Sometimes we can sing. And it's embracing that authenticity that truly empowers us and leaves that imprint of this is who I am. And it's not about being the same. Is that something that has impacted your audience engaging with the differences? Has it made an impression on them that, you know, they're different, but it's allowing them to express themselves more authentically? One of the magical things that happens with the comic books in the classroom is the the kids or the students pick a character to be, and they read aloud to each other in groups of two or three or four. And one might say, I'm going to be Poppy, you be Ray, you be Granny Eve. And they, they pick a character. And, and when I witness that, it, it almost, well, it does. It makes me want to just tear up because it's so beautiful. But what is really fun is that means that if, if they pick to be Big Ox, that's who they're identifying with on that day. And it's so great. Like they're picking a character that they want to be. And no person, no human looks like Big Ox. And I love that too, because they're, they're picking the character based on not how they look or how they want to look. There's, it's about a soulful connection to that character. So if they want to be Cobalt, who's kind of a layback backup singer, then great. Or, you know, Led Z, who's kind of had her days gone by as an old time rocker, then they can be Led Z. So I love that they can connect with my, the characters that I created on that day and see themselves in that character. And then maybe it changes the next day. Is the energy. Yes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. There's so many applications that this can be used. And it's not just chemistry. I think you're setting an example for a lot of industries where they can apply that to their way of teaching. Because once again, there is a keyword here that they're picking that character based on what resonates on the day. So it can allow teachers to have better understanding of how their students are feeling. And yes. even if you think about this in the workplace one day, we're not made to feel the same way every single day. And we have, you know, we experience ups and downs in life. But when we have these characters that allow us, and maybe this is one of the aspects of the metaverse and AI that, that might be actually beneficial where we can customize our avatars based on how we're feeling. But in the real world, yes. maybe you pick a different t-shirt color. I don't, I don't know. That, that's probably the best way to, you know, customize how you're feeling. But you don't wear a headband that says, today I'm sad or today I'm happy. And so yeah. we usually have to guess because we've gotten very great at masking how we're feeling. So yes. I think this is one way to not have to wear masks because we have characters to help us express ourselves a little bit better. 
I agree. I love, I love that for the metaverse. I think that's, and that's where I want to embrace full on when, when that's ready to go. And I, I think it's almost there. And I think that will be our leap as we'll go from paper comic books to the metaverse.